Welcome to the Web3 Artist Spotlight, the podcast that shines a spotlight on talented artists who are leveraging Web3 technology to sell their art and connect with collectors in new and innovative ways. Through in-depth interviews, we learn more about the artists behind the art and uncover their unique creative processes, inspirations, passions, and the stories behind their captivating artworks. From seasoned professionals to emerging talents, we bring you a diverse range of voices from the Web3 community, and we delve deeper into how blockchain technology, NFTs, and decentralized platforms are revolutionizing the art industry. Luco is a multi-talented artist from Colombia who creates digital street and fine art. He is also an avid collector and friend to many creators in the Web3 space. He believes in living a life of art. His digital art collections can be found on Known Origin, Object, and OpenSea. And with that, Giancarlo and I welcome Luco to the space. I, it's really an honor to me to be here. I'm really, really happy and really grateful with you, Giancarlo and Jennifer, for making this possible because, um, I don't know, it's, it's like, for me, it's like I'm living a dream right now in this and be connected with all of you and know a bunch of amazing people and of everywhere of the world and be connected is like, it's just magic. So muchas, muchas gracias. Uh, it's an honor for us to have you also on the stage as well. You, un Latino, supporting the, the Latin community and, and Web3 as well. So, um, so no, it's a pleasure, man. So let's, so let's kick it off. Uh, Luco, man, just tell us a little bit more, um, like spend five minutes and tell us a little bit about your, yourself, you know, who you are, your story and, um, and how you got into Web3. Perfect, bro. Well, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say that uh, maybe I sometimes I'm going to use some words in Spanish, like Spanglish, because I miss. It's all um, good. <laughs> I miss. I use sometimes some words and don't find the correct one. So uh, excuse me, everyone here in this space. But yes, um, um, well, where is start? My my life. And as an artist, it starts, it starts five years ago when I was studying, when I finished the school, I, I began to study psychology at the university. And I, I find out that I really like the psychology because of what give to me, like the, como las enseñanzas that give to me, but also this doesn't was the thing that I want to do for all my life. And all my life, my father is architect and my mother is an artist. He's a interior designer, designer, but also she paints all the life, all the life. I remember when I was a kid, see, um, seeing she like painting, um, canvas, painting a lot of stuff. And, all my life, I was like really, really um, cercano to the arts. So I began when I finished, I go to study psychologist. I decided to get into a career that was different, that don't have to read too much and all this stuff. And I found animation, animation 
in in Colombia. I, I all my life I have been living here uh, here <laughs> there uh, in Colombia, and I find animation. And when I start like doing animation, I I really get engaged with do and not to read and not all this stuff. I was I was thinking about that all my whole life. I was I want to do the stuff and I want to create. So then is when I decided to study great arts um, in, at the university. When I when I um, start studying great arts, it's when I it, they start because I start painting a lot in Panama. I go to Panama. My my father lives in Panama 20 years ago um, with my brother. I have a little brother, nine years old. And there I have a really, really hard situation with my family, with my father, because my father um, say me, you have to come here to Panama and live with me because you are not doing nothing in Colombia. You don't know what to study. You start in psychology and then go to animation and what you are going to do or great arts. Are you crazy? What's happening with you? <laughs> so I give you the opportunity to come here to Panama, live with me and study here. And yes, I accept, but I was not happy. So in Panama, when I decided to say to my father, I don't want to be here, not because you, not because my um, my brother, it's because I'm not happy here. I love my country, I love my people, and I want to go back to Colombia. I have a really hard moment family and break my like my relationship so hard with my father. So I get in a really, really big depression in that moment. I feel so lonely. And in this moment is when I take some some cash that I have, some savings that I have it, and go to a, to an art art store and buy some canvas, some markers, some spray cans. And in that moment is when I start really to paint because that was the best way to do a catharsis in all this depression and all these, these bad moments. And then, well, there's when I start and I start living from art, from painting, for selling my canvas, for doing this stuff. In that moment, I don't, I don't was painting like in the street. I don't was doing murals. I don't doing this stuff. I only was painting like for catharsis. So <clears throat> there is when, uh, before this, I came back to Colombia and started uh, working because I was not studying. I have to wait like um, a semester, a whole semester to um, start uh, studying at the Great Arts University. So in this moment when I was, when I was like, I'm working on a babe shop. I remember I was working on a babe shop. Um, I I just I used to live in uh, a place that is called Suba in Colombia. It's like um, it's like a town where it's like too much graffiti, too much this stuff. And I remember that my family uh, told me that they have like a, um, how do you say parqueadero? Mm. Like a parking lot? Yeah. Or, yes. Uh, go, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. They have in the house a really, really big garage with a giant wall, like giant wall. And they told me, like, this wall is yours. 
if you want to paint, if you want to do anything what you want. So in this moment is when I started to be more on the street, street art and all this stuff. And it's like a, like my beginnings. It's a little bit of my beginnings. But in Web3, I started since nine months ago and active like an artist. Before that, I was studying two years ago in 2001 about Web3, what is an NFT, all this stuff. But I don't, I am not, I don't was creating. I was only studying like the, the things like uh, what is a wallet, what is this for me because I was really interested because I started hearing a lot of, of this stuff that are a lot of people doing digital art and all this stuff. And I was really, really, um, no me sentía cómodo con eso because I am a traditional artist. So I have a really, really like uh, fight with myself into doing like digital new art and separate myself about my traditional art, my traditional flow, my traditional state. So it's when I meet you, you Zapata. I know that um, a bunch of people know him and the guy of the Palometas. And I say to him, bro, I am really interested to know more about this, where, this world of Web3. And he opened his heart and opened all because he's an amazing person. He's a great guy. And also his last name is Zapata too. My name is Zapata, uh, Lucas. My name is Lucas. And my last name is Zapata. So we have like a connection, a really special connection. And he opened me the doors and present me a lot of people and explain me a lot of this world. And in this moment that I remember that is August of 2021, I think so, um, oh, 2022, sorry. Um, I start like hanging out in Twitter. I open my Twitter, get active and start doing like um, the stuff. And also I buy an iPad and I start painting. I start painting in digital. That is was for me like a crazy thing because was the most different thing that I was like. Entonces, mm -hmm. well, that's, it's a little bit that I can say with you to you of, no, that's awesome, Luco, and and uh, man, what a cool story, you know, and and to hear like a little bit about how you, you know, you were in psychology, and then you know, you always had that that kind of like passion for art, and um, you know, having a father as an architect, mother as an artist, and then how you got interested in like studying arts and all that, and and uh, I can relate a little bit on like having to like move around, you know, so you mentioned like going to Panama and then wanting to go back to to, to Colombia after and um and it's cool to hear that even though you or you know despite going through like a, a depression and, and and a hard time that you found you know some um catharsis you know right in, in creating art right and and, and getting the markers and the spray cans and and be to do that and finding a way to like express yourself and find a release for that through art man so that's that's awesome and that they were and that when you were in a Thuba, they gave you that big garage to just go and uh and and create man that's that's pretty awesome but yeah that's cool that like um you know husapata was actually one of the people that helped to kind of like onboard you onto the space and um because man it's 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 so great you know to be able to have like other awesome people in the community 
to really help, you know, show you the way, right? Because when you first come into this space, it can be, you know, intimidating and, and, you know, challenging to know like where to start, what to do. And so that's really cool that, um, you know, your, uh, your fellow Zapata there, you know, uh, uh, helped you out, man, and 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 got you uh, onboarded. And by the way, we're actually going to have him as a guest speaker in the month of June. So, um, so you have to stay tuned for that one in a, in a couple months because I think that's also going to be a, a pretty awesome space. But uh, man, that's cool, man. Thank you so much for for uh, kind of walking us through your your journey, right? And and basically how you got here into into Web three and, and and digital art as well. Um, I had a question for you, Luco. If you had to choose a favorite between street art, digital art, or traditional fine art, which one is the one that you feel the most comfortable in and is your favorite? Whoa, it's a really, really hard question because if you asked me like a few years ago, I, I would say to you that definitely traditional fine art, but I have been through so many experience, beautiful experience in the street art and also here in Web3 is like, wow, I, I'm really living a dream. I seriously say to you, I live in a dream in Web3. I really don't know, Jenny. I really don't know what I prefer, but I, I think that I, I will say that my, I, I prefer the traditional art because for me it's nothing best to paint with your hands, to get ensuciarte, be like feeling, feeling the yeah, color. Get dirty. The <laughs> be there and feel. I, I love to paint. I love to paint in traditional. I love to spread paint. Um, my study in Colombia, in my home is really paint everywhere in the floor, in the in the walls, in everywhere. So I, I think that I get on traditional. But the street art language is a beautiful uh, language. It's It's like... It's the the way that you you're always being present in the world, and you can uh, leave you leave your mark. And then when you passed over there in your car or walking, and you see like a mural or see a piece, it's like, well, uh, Luca was here. I was here. My my essence was here. My spirit was here. And also in the digital, it's um, for me has been like a really beautiful. Uh, moment because help me to I think that I I have an iPad I don't when I paint in traditional all the these uh, materials cost and all this stuff cost and sometimes um I don't have like the money because well I'm I'm a young and I live alone and I have so much bills to pay and so much responsibilities and sometimes. I can be able to buy like um, my paintings or my canvas or this stuff, but in the iPad is free. It's like I have all the things that I, wa I want to do, all the brushes, all the things to experiment. I can do. Um, it's like an open book to to create. So I don't know, Jenny. I, I if I could say the three. <laughs> that's an answer. That That's fine. The three is, is perfect. And thank you for answering it in that detail. Um, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Like I was thinking about an Instagram video that I saw that you did where you painted a wall in somebody's bedroom 
Um, and I also wa- like follow your post here on Twitter and see what you do with the digital. And I feel like even though they're like three different mediums, it's still in the essence and in the style so much like you at the core. Um, and that's really cool. So I'm happy that you can create through all of those different methods. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that Jenny too, because I, I, uh, I noticed that too. Like you could definitely see like the signature style of Luco. Like when you look at the, like the, the, the art, the murals, the, the physical stuff, and then the digital, you know, so it's, it's cool. And, and I think what I get from your answer to Luco is that like, I mean, I think there's something kind of cool and fascinating about each of those mediums, right? Like, you know, like there, there, you know, like, and it's true what you mentioned about like, cause creating like physical art, you know, can, can be expensive. I mean, stuff at, at home and, you know, buying canvases, paint, and I mean, that stuff like adds up a lot, you know, but it is beautiful and cool that um, when you create stuff digitally, yeah, you know, you just, as long as you have that, that iPad, you know, you, you can, you can just start creating and, and it, it also gives you a lot of other kind of cool tools and, and things that you can do physical, but, uh, but at the same time, there is something really special about being able to, like you said, like feel the paint and just see it flow. And I don't know, it's just something kind of magical about that. So I love, I love how you described it and answered the question for sure. Yes. And I, and I think that I, the, the most biggest thing about this is that I love to paint like this way because when I paint and I get dirty with myself and I get happy, I just remember when I was a kid, I just connect with my inner kid. And this is all for me to be um, like connected with him because I think that it's super, super important to all the humans to always be connected with her, um, with his inner kid. And that's why, that's, that is how I can connect the most um, potential thing of my kid and my adult now. Um, so it's like a really good catharsis in this moment of, of I think that, of enjoyness. Yeah, man, 100% for sure. And um, what, one question I wanted to ask you, Luca, was um, what do you think has like influenced your, your style of art? Like the way that you, that you create now and that kind of distinct style you have. Uh, how did you arrive at that like style of art that you have now? What do you think influenced it? Um, well, um, I think that I am really big influenced because I'm a Latin. I am, I'm Latino. I really love the energy of the people. I really love all this. My family of my father is from Barranquilla. So I have been so close to the carnaval, the happiness, all these things. So I think that this is the most um beautiful thing and also one of my biggest inspirations is the nature the nature the colors of the nature the flow of the nature so i think this explosion of colors on and all this it came from my mind and from my soul and expressed like this because i'm i love to do happy things i love to play with the colors i love to do Things that the people maybe don't understand, but they can feel sometimes and they can. Sometimes my mom, it's really funny because sometimes when I show my mom like a um, canvas that I do, I say, look, mom, um, I did did this. She say, oh, my God, I see there a river and a mountain 
and then and this and I say really <laughs> I don't see that I don't see anything of this and I think that <laughs> this is the beautiful of of this of this flow of this abstraction that I made that it's open to all the interpretations that have or the feel that the people connect different ways that doesn't need to have the the same sense that is to me I don't create to show the people what I want to show I only create because I want to the people be able through my art to feel whatever they want to feel or whatever they want to connect with. So I think this is super, super beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the special things about art and being an artist. It's like you are the creator, but actually you're more of like the messenger and then you create and then who the viewer then is the one who can assign their own value to it. So that is very beautifully stated. I, I agree. Um, I wanted to ask you, you described yourself as painting from your subconscious mind, unconscious mind. And I wanted to ask you, like, how do you create that way? How do you allow art to just flow from you? Um, well, um, how can I explain this? I think that I paint like this way because all, all my story about the psychology career and all this stuff makes me be so close to the unconscious always. I, I'm a very spiritual person, really. Um, I love to be connected. Um, I love to do like yoga, meditation and all this stuff. So in the moment when I create, I just... Um, sometimes I don't think in what I am going to create. I just do it. But sometimes I, yes, I think that maybe I want to express the love. So I pick some colors about what is for me love, um, how I represent love, and I start creating. But I think that uh, it's the flow. It's the flow. I'm, I'm just like in the moment, in the vibe. I love the music. I love to dance too. So it's like a ritual. I just get into it and get happy and connect with myself in this moment and with my unconscious because sometimes the things that I want to express is, are in, like, in my soul. I have no words to describe it or to say like, no, this is going to be this. this. No, I just wanted to get out from here and explode of color or explode of vibe of just do it with no mercy. I love it. And the result is so beautiful. Yeah, you could definitely see the the flow, you know, and uh, man, that's that's so cool that you're able to like tap into that and um, like kind of like speak to you and, and just flow out. And that's that's so cool. I, I love it. And yeah, I mean, it's it, it's just so neat to see the the artwork and the colors and it just it just has this like vibe to it man so i think it really it really conveys a lot of what you're what you're saying yeah it's just dope <laughs> the, the other thing i want to ask you kind of along the same lines right is on your website i think on the page and and, and twitter it mentioned that um that your message to the world right is arte de vivir right which kind of like translates to art of living and i wanted to see if maybe you could elaborate a little bit of more on the meaning of that message and what you hope to convey with your art. Of course, bro. Yes. Thank you. That question is amazing. Well, um, Arte de Vivir is my philosophy. It's my philosophy of, of seeing the life because in the world, like 
when I said to my friends, or I, I am, I have to say, I'm the oveja negra. How do you say the oveja negra? <laughs> the black sheep? The black, black sheep. sheep. <laughs> my friends, I am the the rare, the rare one. That the only artist, the only guy that do abstraction. That is like, what? What is this? What are you do? Um, so it's really hard for me sometimes, but el arte de vivir. It's how I see the life. I really see, I am in my profession of great artistic arts. I see the art in the food, in the music, in the nature, in the sounds, in the animals. I see art everywhere. So the art of living, it's this, is the way that you can see and you can live seen through the art, the life. How, how can you be connected with the life through the art always. And this is like the salvation. Um, I don't know if it's, it's correct to say that, but it's like the salvation for me and for my world. And it's the message that I want to express because I think that when people see the life and see the things with the eyes of the art, always gonna uh, find beauty on it. And the bad things that maybe are on the life and are all this stuff, when you see it with art and you transform it with art, it's it's better always. It's beautiful. Um, so I think it's a little bit of that, the message that I want to share to the world that um, live, live is an art, you know, um, live, being li- stay alive, being alive, be here present in this moment is an art, is the beautifulness of the art. Man, love that so much. Beautiful. Right. Like the takeaway from that was like being present, like really live life, you know, not just exist. Yeah. Yeah. Like really just take every moment, every sight, every experience and just really, you know, appreciate it, enjoy it, live it. Right. And yeah, it's, 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 it's the best way to live. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think that is because sometimes, um, as humans, we put so much like, like, yes, uh, like, but, yeah. um, but yeah. this, but that, but when you see through the things you, you notice that the most beautiful things are the most simple, the most simple things are the most beautiful and the most important things. And when you see it, that you can be able to disfrutar de esto sin, sin nada, solo vivirlo. To enjoy without too many things attached, just simply live. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Jen. Of course, anytime, hermano. I would, I wanted to ask you: Are there any artists who have inspired you, either in Web three or outside of Web three? And if so, who who are they? Um, well, in the history of art, I think that I have uh, two most representative like figures: that is Jean Michel Basquiat and Jackson Pollock, in the history of art. Um, in Web3 and contemporary art, I think my favorite artist of all this time is Ryan. Thank you, X. I don't know if maybe you know who is him. Um, I have been following him since a lot of time um, before he do NFTs and all this stuff. And in this world is like one of my biggest inspirations. Um, he And actually, I think that nowadays in present, I, I am getting inspired every single day, every single day in the space, seeing a lot of artists talking. Um, I see like 
Jason is here in the space. Hey, Jason, he's one of my favorite artists. I said, um, I really get inspired a lot now, every single day with a lot of artists, a lot of people. And also I feel so blessed because I, I feel that more and more, I see more Latin artists here in the space. I see more Latinos and this is for me all. So I love all my gang of Latin artists and I'm really happy to know each other, to know them. And also I really admire them a lot. So I think that I can respond like this for that. No, that's perfect. And I love, I could see that, you know, the, the Pollock, the movement being something that really inspires you and also Jean-Michel Basquiat. And, and I agree, man, when I turn on this app and I go through the feed, it's like hard not to be inspired. Everybody is just, you know, gifting and giving and constantly creating. So yeah, it's an endless pool of inspiration here. Yeah. I mean, and it's amazing, like just the diversity and range of like different art that I've come across since being on this space. Because I, I had done a little bit of like studying art and other things like that, but like never to the level of like since I joined this space and started following more artists, there's just like a vast amount of like inspiration and, and just so many different types of art. I mean, it's it's amazing. So I, I agree with you, man. It's there's just much um, so much inspiration, and like you too, I'm I'm very happy to see a lot more Latinos, like you know, also joining the space and and creating art and 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 doing things here. I mean, it's it's really cool to see that, and and you know, it is a very like similar to how the culture is, right? Very mutually supportive, and you know, it's almost like a you know brotherhood, right, of uh, of support there, man. So that's that's really cool. I, I went to look up, um, thank you, Exit. I, I pinned up something here. I wanted to make sure, is this the right artist? Did I get the right one? That's uh, the one you mentioned. That's one of your biggest inspirations in Web3. Is it uh, this thank you, X? Yes, bro. He, he's, okay. he's him. Yes. <laughs> thank you. I, I wanted to make sure I got the right one. And, and then when I saw the, the art, I was like, yeah, it seems like it, it would be because I, I could see why uh, you'd be inspired by some of his artwork. That's cool. All right. So other thing I wanted to ask you, Luco, too, because um, I know in addition to being an artist, right, you're also uh, an art collector, right? And somebody that also supports other artists in the space. Um, I want to ask you, like, maybe you could tell us about some of your favorite pieces that you've collected recently from other artists in Web3. Oh, yeah. Yes, of course, bro. Well, this is a really, really beautiful thing because, well, I, I want to say something first is that all my whole life, one of my biggest dreams was, because it's actually a dream, is to have one day a room completely like a museum with all the art that I love, all the art that I want, no matter what, no matter who, no matter what, I just want to have my house, my home with a museum inside. So. That was when, before the NFT space, before the Web3 space, I, I see this like a little bit far, you know, because to be able to be collector of art um, in, a, in a good way, maybe, it's so difficult because you have to have like a, a really long path. You have to have, I think, money because the art is expensive. And I was really seeing this so far. But when I came in Web3, I, be, I could be able to say that 
I am collector. I am collecting art. I am supporting artists. I love the art that I collect. And also, well, I, I, I feel so, so grateful for this because I am, a, I am not a big collector, but I, it's one of my biggest dreams. And I, and I know with work hard and with all the, the stuff that I'm doing, I can be soon um, able to be this, to, to reach this. So, well, I, I have not like um, favorite pieces. Oh, well, I, maybe I just, I have it, but I don't know. I, I have been collecting in object in Texas. It is a bunch. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine now <laughs> how can, how can be able to that but I have been collecting their art is so amazing. I have art of all. I have A art, I have abstract art, I have traditional, um, um, cubism art, um, a, a bunch. So I really don't have like an, a specific favorite piece or favorite. I think that I really love my collection and uh, the whole collection. I really love to be able to connect with the people to help the people as they help me and support me. So I think that that is like the response that I can give to you, bro. Oh, that's, that's, that's great. And I love that, um, that dream, right. That of like having a, a museum room in your, in your house and something to collect. And, and it's cool that, you know, now through web three, that could be something a little bit more attainable or you can have, you know, a virtual house, right? like a, like a spatial gallery, you know, where you can like put up all your, you know, all the artwork and all the stuff that you're collecting. And, um, and I can relate to what you're saying too, because I've, um, you know, I, I, a big part of like why I like collecting here, you know, in, in this space is it's, it's really cool to, you know, be able to like connect with the people and the artists that are, that are making the art and, you know, kind of be with them along on their journey and support them. And, and so th there's like such a beauty in that, right. That I feel like, maybe didn't always entirely exist in like the traditional art collecting world, you know, where maybe you might just have bought something because, you know, the art got to spoke to you and it was nice, but there's this whole other dimension here of like being able to really get to know the people and build this relationship with the artist and, and like share in their success and their journey. And it's, and it's such a beautiful thing. And I've also collected like a lot of different types of things as well. So I, I think I'd probably have a hard time also choosing a favorite because there's just so many different like varied styles and things like that. So, but um, no, I appreciate your, um, your answer and uh, man, totally can relate to that as well. Yeah, actually I have a, a small history, a beautiful history that passed to me here in Web3 and was that when I started and all this stuff um, in the past time, the first time that I buy my first piece of art of NFT, when I did it, I noticed that was a local, a Bogota local artist who made it. It was a Joker. Um, the Joker is one of my favorite um, characters in the world. I have a tattoo of him. <laughs> so it's, wow. it's, it's crazy. It's, I feel so, so sometimes so similar to, to, to this person. And when I collect him and he noticed, he was really happy. And I just feel the same happiness because he said to me, it's my first NFT sold sale. Um, si, es mi primera venta. It's, so uh -huh. when he said that to me, I just remember when I, when I um, sell my first um, 
NFT, the, the happiness that I feel in my heart to set, to uh, have this email that congratulations, son. I said, I can't believe this, that in this path, now I'm able to give this happiness to someone else. I just feel him. I just feel connected with him. I know him in person. He gave me like a, a small um, piece, like a physical piece of this NFT. And this for me was mind blowing, really. For me was like, I can I can explain how I feel. How can I say that I am able to help another people? And in this moment when I buy, he that was his first NFT. Just in that moment, he dropped another one. So I, I think that he gets motivated about this. He gets happy. He gets, I don't know. So this for me was a really, really beautiful experience. And that's what made me say that all, all my whole life and all this whole path, I just wanted to do this. When I can be able to do, I just want to support people. I just want to connect I just want to know, to talk, to discuss about their art, to love their art and all this stuff as they do it with me. So it's like, it's like super worth, I think so. I just agree completely. And I, I love that the, the central message, like at the core is about the collective, you know, you refer to your collection as the, like your art collection is is perfect is it to you like it's how you see it there is no favorite piece because it's about the body of the collection the whole of the collection and in the same way that's kind of how you approach just selling and collecting art too you also see it that way um as a collective endeavor and that you get so much from that and i just think that's beautiful and i think that it's healing and i think that that changes the world, actually, because it changes the entire dynamic of how art is collected, um, how people learn about art. It democratizes the whole thing. It makes it just such a beautiful thing that we can all share with each other and that we could all win while we're doing it. It's, it's a very beautiful thing which you articulated. And uh, I think that... Uh, you will like with that energy, there is no doubt in my mind that you are going to have that museum in your house. I think that the most beautiful thing about this is when I started, I started in a full bull market and all the people say to me, um, you're, you're not going to sell. You're not going to turn. Um, it's not the, uh, the mercado. It's down, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. But I, I was saying that I really don't care. I really don't care this because I am not here for money. I know. Oh, 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 yes. Yes, I am here. for Everyone is here for money because, well, I am an artist. I have to eat. I have to pay bills. But this is not my first um, thing. I am here to show my art and show to the world who I am and show it and connect with the people. And I think the most beautiful thing that could happen to me is starting a bull market because in a bull market is not when the people want to sell, sell, sell. No, the people is doing connections. The people is knowing each other. So the most beautiful things, and I think that is the, the best, is that when I start in this bull market, I just start connecting. I don't, I don't start like selling a lot and saying, wow, no, trending art. No, I just connect. I just inside and talk to people, 
um, hang out with people, know moralities, get inspired. And this is the beautifulness of the bull market, I think so. So I was knowing about NFTs and all this stuff like in 2001, but I started in October and in October was my first drop of NFTs. So in this whole time was like studying a lot and seeing a lot of these things, but most important was knowing more people, like diversifying my, my circle. In my year real life, as I said to you, I am the black sheep. I don't have much friends of art. I don't have much. I am like the only one. But now I think that I have a bunch of people. I have a bunch of friends. I have a bunch of artists that I know that I help, that they help me, that we support each other as a community. And that is the beautifulness thing of this. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and look, I, 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 I didn't want to correct one thing. So uh, the, the, we're now in the bear market, right? So like it's the, the bear market is the one where it's like, you know, the downturn and the bull is the, the upright. So I think you were trying to say that, yeah, that you you started in the in the bear, right? And um, Oh, bear, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I just want to clarify. But um, but no, I, 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 it's so true what you said, right? I think, um, you know, yeah, a lot of people probably were, we're saying like, oh no, you can't make it, and it, it's a bear market. But I, I feel like it's there's a what, what number one. What's been really cool is that I've actually seen, you know, a lot of artists, you included, you know, being actually able to to sell and put their artwork out there, even though we're on a in a bear market, right? So that says already a lot that there's actually people that are here that are in this space, you know, because they actually, you know, genuinely love, you know, art, right. And, and, and want to support the artists that are here. And I think a cool thing, like you were talking about is that I think the focus has shifted away from like, you know, just trying to be here to make money, you know, because like chasing the next big project or NFT or flip or whatever, to really like being able to like connect with people, build relationships and, um, you know, and, and just have a more meaningful, you know, connection with people. Right. I think the people that are still here, it's mostly people that, yeah, that like, it's because they, they, they love art, they love the community. They want to connect with other people, like-minded people. Um, and similar to you, it's funny. Yeah. I, I actually don't like in my real life, I also don't know that many, people that are um at least openly into art like i i, I this art was always like a thing i kind of did like by myself you know and and like i would sketch in my room and maybe and, you know with my kids i create stuff and a lot of people didn't even know i had like an artistic side but then like coming in here and like i've been able to connect and get to know so many artists and and it's like amazing you know to be able to like get to um to share that and build like a community around it and support other people. So man, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. I think that's, that's one of like the, the greatest values of being here in this space at this time. Now we're a bunch of black sheeps. We're a herd of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think also that doing what we're doing with the intention that we're doing it is definitely going to pay off because so many people invest in things in the wrong time because they follow the crowd. They like the white sheeps just do what they're going to do, right? And they always miss out on those booms in crypto, in the stock market, in a lot of like financial ways, because really you're supposed to do the opposite of what the masses are doing. And that's exactly what everybody here is doing. And I think that once that bull does come, 
the people that are going to reap the serious benefits of it are the ones that were doing the work when everybody bailed. So percent. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Jenny. Is and that's the funny thing is that yeah, people there's a lot of like crowd mentality and people just like they always jump in too late. You know, it's like already after things have run, but it's those people that get in, you know, like they do the complete opposite, right? So is I think that will the ones that'll win in the long run. So so I think in a way we're all winning. <laughs> we're we're here. All right. So other thing I wanted to ask you, Luca. So I know we've talked a lot about a bit about your story, about art, your passion for art, um, collecting as well. Um, I'm curious, you know, what other passions you might have like outside of, of art and, and collecting art that you can maybe tell us about? Um, yes, bro, of course. Um, well, um, I like, well, I really love so much to, to do things that, that I like. I actually like so much, as I said to you, to dance. I love to dance, to move my, my body, to feel it, feel the music, feel the vibes. I, I also love the extreme, uh, the, the extreme deportes extremos. Um, extreme sports? Okay. The extreme sports. I like so much. And I like to walk. I like to walk so much. I love to walk. Uh, to, lo- to walk is... Is like one of the simple things of the life, but it's the best things that you can ever make. When I have like uh, my anxious and depression and all these things, the most the most easy thing that I I do is walk. I also love to be with my family. I I live alone, so I am not like um, near them so much. So when I am near them with my brother, my father. My mom and all this stuff is super, super beautiful. My, my, my family is separated um, since I was a kid. My father lives in Panama. My mother lives there in Colombia. But always I, I hang out like in vacations and all this stuff with my family, with my grandmother, with my uncles. And also I love to be with my cat in my home. I love my cat's name is Felix. So he's my, he's my brother, my little brother. He's always with me, and I I love to hang out, to play with him, to stay with him. And yes, that's the things that maybe I can can say to you. I I enjoy, like, as I say in the start, the simple things. I I try to because, well, I have depression and anxiety, so sometimes my mind blow up and, and explode. So to be connected with these simple things made me be like in the, in la tierra. Yeah. Like grounded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. So many cool things. Um, all my life I have been, I has, I said to you, I am the black sheep. So yes, uh, in the school <laughs> and all this stuff, I love it to do juggling and the slack line, um, in the monocycle and all these crazy things. I just enjoyed this so much. It sounds like a lovely life, to be honest with you. It sounds just so fun and peaceful and that you figured out the things that like really bring you a lot of joy. And I think what I notice is that you like motion. Motion is, is like a central part of your well-being, the walking, the dancing, the juggling. <laughs> it's so cool. I love that. And it makes a lot of sense because when I look at your art, it's so much movement, so much life. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely gonna have to hang out with you, Luco, in uh, in in La Vida Real in, re- in real life. <laughs> a lot, we got a lot of similar, um, you know, similar interests. I was curious, so I, I did want to ask about a few of the things you mentioned a little bit more. Like, uh, so you mentioned first dancing, right, and feeling music and vibes. What are your favorite uh, types of music to dance to? Um, well, I have I have a lot, but I, I like so much a lot, but I like so much the techno music. The electronic music i really really like so much and the rap the spanish rap um uh, one song that i like so much has the flow has the energy if you give me a second yeah yeah go for, for it. you to go i'm excited to hear it This type of music with these vibes, I like so much. I, I feel it with my body. I just go, I feel like relax and move and, you know, let it go, let it go. And yes, I, I, I'd like to go to party and dance so much techno. I really feel that music and I feel it in my body. It's, it's super weird. But I can see. I, I don't know if I have a little bit of synesthesia. I don't know if you know what is synesthesia. But um, yes, I think I, I feel I can feel it. I can see colors through it. I can see colors through the music. I don't know. It's super, super weird. But yes. What is uh, synesthesia? I actually don't know what it means. I'm going to um, say it to you in Spanish. Sí, dale, dale. And, uh, and then I get translated or, yeah. Um, a ver, la sinestesia es un sentido que puede experimentarse al mismo tiempo que otro. All right, so like you experience, you can experience kind of like multiple like emotions at the same time. So like uh, one thing will connect to like a different kind of thing. So like a sound to a, uh, an image or, you know, a taste and, and okay, like kind of, ex- you know, feeling it like in, across multiple senses. Yes. Talk cool, cool. When you dance or when you listen to the music that you like to dance to, like that techno music, like do you see colors? Like what other sensation do you have? Um yes, um I think that is a burst of sensations. No no it is not like one in a specific. It's like multiple of them. Um sometimes I have to close my eyes. Or sometimes I just open it and feel it. Um, it's like I think that I'm in a state of meditation when I'm in these moments, in, in a state of, of clear um, clarividencia, like this. But yes, I think that is not like one feeling in a specific or one thing that I see. Like it's a bunch and it's, it, it has no rules. It can be different. Sometimes I don't feel nothing, but sometimes I feel everything. That's super cool. Like, I'm like just envisioning that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of giving me some inspiration for some art right now. <laughs> I just like, I'm visualizing a, a whole thing. That's uh, that's so cool. Oh, and I, I see we do got a speaker up on stage. Uh, Create, thank you for being up here. Hey, good morning. I just um, started my Friday morning, was listening for a bit, and I just had to hop on here when Luco here mentioned Synesthesia. So I'm a synesthete myself, so I just wanted to uh, add to that. So there's different kinds of synesthesia. No um, synesthete is the same. 
Actually, um, every human newborn is born a synesthete. It's through um, pruning of the neurons as a child develops that actually peaks at around like age eight to 10, where as many as 100,000 neurons are pruned per second. So humans are born with an excess of neurons, right? So there's this massive interconnectivity and things that like maybe don't make sense that should be connected. When you're born as a kid, that's kind of why kids have, well, ideally kids have more active imaginations. They have all of these um, connections that just connect to everything. So like I said, there's different kinds of synesthesia, different kinds of synesthetes. Um, most people have at least one kind of synesthesia, even going into adulthood. They have uh, some measure of mirror touch synesthesia. That means when you look at somebody experiencing something, you can feel that too. So if you're a guy and you've ever seen somebody kicked in the nuts, you kind of feel that, right? So that's <laughs> that's the base type of synesthesia <laughs> most people still have. Um, the kind of synesthesia I have, we have a whole bunch. Um, the most commonly known synesthesia, aside from mirror touch, which most people don't even call it that, they just assume it's normal, which it is for a human. If you're capable of experiencing effective empathy for your own species, that's normal. Um, associating colors with things like numbers. Like some people, like if they see the number two, it's also blue for them, something like that. For us, sounds, pitches, tones, they have colors. So middle C is orange to us. Um, the E that's after that, that's on the octave, uh, same octave, that's green to us, uh, kind of yellow-green. And there's other types of senses that can be involved, not only, you know, sight and color, but things like tactile or olfactory. There's a whole bunch. Like, growing up, I assumed everyone was, was a synesthete. Nobody told me that they weren't. So I just assumed, like, hey, okay, you go to the park, it's early morning, there's a shaft of sunlight in the pink light and that tastes like lychee and it has this pitch uh, musical tone and it has this kind of texture as well and this kind of temperature i just thought everyone was basically schizophrenic i nobody told me otherwise <laughs> fascinating i just learned something new oh sorry go ahead jenny oh no me too i'm over here just sitting like wow like that sounds incredible I, the only one that i think I, apart from you know like feeling empathy towards other people that i'm looking at going through something i have experienced where i smell something and instantly i feel like i know the place that's it though the other stuff sounds lit though like i want to be able to look at a sunset and taste a lychee <laughs> yeah or, or like hear music with the colors you know like what what you know what are the different pitches i mean that that just sounds like amazing <laughs> like a whole another way to like experience the world man that's awesome I think most people can get these sorts of experiences if they do some sort of recreational drugs. I'm not going to go into that. Like people have asked me, hey, so so since you're synesthetic, what's your opinion on so and so drug? And I'm like, I don't need that. I'm already I'm already you're, like, <laughs> you're high all the time. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So I, yeah, the only thing I was trying to think back now that we're talking about this because I, I guess the one thing that I I do experience, and I don't know if it, if it is really synesthesia or not, you know, but like. There's certain songs that when I hear them, it's like, you know, it like it triggers back like the memory of like when, you know, of a specific time when like I first heard that song or, I, or sometimes I was really like vibing with it. 
and I can feel like what I was feeling at the time, like see what I was seeing. Like it, it's almost like it's like a like I, I'm transported, you know, back to that time, space, place, you know, like and uh, it is cool. So like so sometimes like listening to music, yeah, it's like kind of like you know traversing through time and space, you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, what you guys are talking about, man, that's that is so cool. I, I'm glad I you came up and uh, shared that with us. Sorry, go so ahead. What you, no, it's okay. What you described as a flashback, but it's the same kind of mechanics. There's uh, connections that maybe on the surface don't make sense, but there you go. They're connected. So flashbacks, most people uh, call them, what, deja vu? Or, you know, like when you dip tea, dip Madeline in the tea, that sort of thing. Um, everyone gets that. It's just the thing about synesthetes is that their brains didn't get the memo to like prune most of that shit. You know, this is a cognitive disinhibition. If you have an excess of this, that can be pretty distressing if it's complicated by trauma. So as soon as you get trauma thrown into the mix and you're constantly living through flashbacks of traumatic things, that's when it gets kind of dicey. But on its own, synesthesia isn't so bad. No, like I could, I could definitely see that. And then the flip side, the plus side, like especially for an artist, that has to be just such a, an amazing thing to experience. So that makes me look at Luca's art even more like from a different perspective, knowing that he has that ability. It just makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. Once I started looking at his pieces, I was like, oh, Oh, this looks familiar. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> yeah, no, this is super crazy, man. And oh, that's so, so, so good to know that and to know you, meet you. Nice to meet you, man. And yes, this is this is a really, really, really crazy stuff because I, I, I only think that this is all in in our brains. It's it's in 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 us. Like it's naturally. It's it's uh, chemically. So it's super, super crazy to experience this crazy stuff sometimes. And that's why for me, like the senses is, is super, super important. Um, in the COVID, um, I got COVID in, in 2021 and I lose my smell. And that for me was a nightmare. And really, I was a nightmare because lose one sense, being like an artist is like cut the one wing. I don't know how to explain that. But also in this moment, and uh, when I um, lose my smell, um, I came, I start like feeling other, other strong, more senses like the el tacto or la vista. So it's super, super crazy to, to, to think that the, the human body is capable to do all this stuff in the brain and, and to express this way, the things. So, Wow. Oh, I can I can relate to that, too. Um, well, a lot of people, when they lose their senses, uh, usually their brain kind of uh, shifts more processing resources to other senses to make up for it. So like I had COVID, I contracted COVID at least four times. It's what you get for working in the hospital emergency department. And one of the things that I lost, well, it wasn't... Um, it didn't affect my eyes, but it affected my optic nerves. So technically, I go I go blind every now and then. I had to pick up a white cane. I don't look blind, but most people don't look blind, right? And 
from that, I had to learn how to navigate not only with the white cane, but I also had to rely more on my sense of hearing. And suddenly, you can kind of focus on this um, yourself, even if you're not blind. If you're sighted, you can train yourself to do this. But when you start going blind, you kind of like do that automatically. Your brain starts doing that automatically and you start realizing like, huh. I can actually tell how far away something is by the sound and how things echo in the room. It, I mean, there's qualifying factors like the materials in the room and things like that. But yeah, your brain, your, your body compensates. There's more processing of the other types of stimuli that you get. I'm friends with another blind person. They also went blind, not from COVID, something else later in life, adult life. And they are they actually are capable of echolocation at this point. They actually focused so hard on developing their sense of radar that they did something interesting where they can basically go around without a white cane, but sounds that are like directly in front of them, they can't perceive correctly. So if you're straight in front of them and you're talking to them, they they, they don't they don't get that. You have to kind of stand to the side and then they're like, oh, you're over there and you're speaking to me. Okay. Man, I have learned so much today. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for coming up here, Create. I mean, yeah, it's been uh, very educational. I'm sorry. Sorry. I cut you off, Jenny. Go ahead. Oh, no, that was it. I just wanted to say, like, I feel like so enlightened and just like, wow, just my brain is like just processing all of these new concepts like I had never even known about. This is amazing. So thank you. Oh, thanks for letting us go up on stage. I know I don't have um, our artist profile. I'm using the company account for this, but I just had to <laughs> thank you so much. Luco, speaking of senses, have you tried New York pizza? Yes, actually, yesterday with Huasaka hanging out, um, we eat, um, well, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So delicious, magic. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and Jenny's going to be going there pretty soon, so you should meet up with her and uh, and her husband, Carlos, for sure. <laughs> I unfortunately won't be able to make it, but um, I'll be there in spirit, <laughs> for sure. No, for sure, for sure. We, I'm, I'm going to be here in, in New York until the 17th of April. So the most thing that I want to do is hang out and know the most people, the most PFP, how I said, of the Web3 world, um, to know and meet up each other and hang out and talk and have a moment is the most special thing. I think that since I've been here in the space, the most valuable things that I can be able to touch is to be uh, here near the people and and to cool, give them a hug or or say hello that to look into her eyes so it's so magic so jenny for sure we're gonna meet um these days um giancarlo we have we're gonna have the opportunity i really know that and i i just waiting that but i i feel it i know it yeah i'm so looking forward we uh we arrive monday and uh, we're going to be in the same hotel as, as Hudasaka and you. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to meet you. It's going to be great. And definitely That's awesome. looking forward to meeting Giancarlo, too. I feel like I've known Giancarlo <laughs> my whole life and I've never met him, actually. 
I know it's crazy, you know, it, like to interact with somebody so much and just feel like a, such a, a connection, but not having actually met in, in real life. But I know we'll for sure, definitely in, in May, we'll be uh, at, at VCon together. So I'm really looking forward to that. And and Luco, I know we'll also cross paths for sure. I, I'm sure I know it. Um, if not, you know, anytime soon, I'm sure later on we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get a chance, but, uh, I don't say, do you think Escala in Miami otra vez de, de regreso? Like, do you, do you stop by Miami on the way back or no? Sí, 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 tengo Escala, pero me tocaría ver las horas porque no estoy seguro, pero tengo Escala. Okay. Pues, si tienes, uh, like, if it's long, like, let me know and I'll, uh, maybe I try to swing by and we can meet up for, uh. You know, just for for a little bit or something. Sure, bro. Sure, bro. Come with me. Come with me with for that. Cool. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say if anybody else wanted to come up and speak, uh, let us know how you're doing. If not, we'll start to to wind down the space and create. Thanks again for for being up here. I mean, we learned so much from you, man. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna look at the world a little bit differently after uh, <laughs> after learning a bit more about synesthesia. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little more research on that. And Luco, so I I uh, actually had written down here because uh, I wanted to go back through some of the um, the stuff that you had talked about in terms of passions. Uh, what what extreme sports uh, are you into? Aside, I guess from uh, from uh, maybe if you want to consider slacklining, what are those like? What what other stuff do you like doing? Bro, I really, I really enjoy it all. I, I just love to do canopy. I, I love to climb. I love to go in, in like in the water, in the water stuff, in the water deport, uh, sports. Um, I actually love the, the parks, the extreme parks of the montañas rusas. This is stuff. And yes, I like so much. In, in this moment, uh, the most thing that I want to do is like tirarme de paracaídas or algo así. Um, no, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, like skydiving. Skydiving, like skydiving yes. I, it's one of my biggest dreams because wow, I, I can't imagine how does you feel your body and how does this looks like out, out of your mind. It's like, what is real? <laughs> and it, it's, it's like five seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was actually wondering what you what that would look like to you with a synesthesia too, like going through that experience and feeling all the stuff. I mean, like, man, that would be probably pretty cool. I, I had I always wanted to do that when I was younger, but like now that I have kids and stuff, like I'm like I don't know. I I, I like think twice more about doing like risky things now because I'm just like, oh man, I don't know if I can if I can chance it. So I, it's it definitely changed me in a lot of ways. But man, that's awesome. I, I am really big also on roller coaster, like on, on la montaña rusa y todo eso también. So I love doing that. Yeah, me too. Actually my son is leaving the trip early. He's gonna go on his first solo flight back home without us to Tampa because he has this like big important field trip for the school and they're all going to bush gardens and bush gardens has the montaña rusas so he's super pumped and the funny thing is is like i've always had anxiety about like like me at the beginning like like what you just said Giancarlo like mm -hmm. oh, I gotta be careful because what happens if I get hurt what happens to the kids and now I'm kind of over that and Oh, now it's like I feel anxiety about him and what uh, he wants to do. And I'm like, Jesus, it never ends. <laughs> it just shifted from one to the other. <laughs> it just shifted. Exactly. 
Oh man, yeah, yeah. Let me know how you overcame that by <laughs> yourself. But like, I don't. Know, maybe maybe it's also my wife. I think I I used to like just not worry a lot, you know, and with a lot of things. But my wife was always one of those people that's like, you gotta be careful. And I mean, it's just like even funny things. Like this is a funny story. Like my wife has always been very big on. So like she's very big on like okay, everybody's gotta wear helmets seatbelts, like all these things, right? To be like super careful and safe. I never did any of that. We used to fit like 15 people in a car and drive and like the craziest freaking roads, like right next to like, where if you fell off, you, you were going down like, you know, 3000 feet into the abyss, you know, like I did so much like crazy, dangerous stuff. I used to ride a motorcycle without helmet or anything. I mean, just you know, a ton of stuff like that. And I tell these stories to my wife and she'd be like, oh my God, like it's almost getting like a heart attack, you know? So I think like over time, she's like ingrained this thing, like you have to be careful and safe. And, you know, so, so now I'm like, I think about it more, you know, now I'm like, maybe I won't go skydiving, <laughs> but yeah. And, but I, I do kind of relate a little bit with like, yeah, the, the kids thing is, you know, uh, definitely one of those things that I worry a bit more about like, okay, are they going to be, are they going to be okay or safe? And I grew up also like, yeah, my, my family would send me from Colombia to Miami to visit like my grandma. I, I also flew like by myself when I was like three, four or five, you know, with just like the, the stewardess and the thought of like doing that with my son, I'd be like, Oh no, we can't. Or our daughter, you know, it, it just, I think it'd be like terrifying. So yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. you. <laughs> Same thing. Like I was doing stuff that I would never like probably allow my kids to do, but like I'm easing into it. I don't know if mama bear is just like a hormonal thing that happens to ladies. Like once they have their first kids, I don't know, but I definitely went from being like an adrenaline like person when I, and, and not caring too much about anything to sh like having all of these worries. And actually it was Carlos who really like got me like down two notches. He was like, let's teach the kids how to swim. And I'm like, what do you mean? Where's the floaties? <laughs> no, there they go. And they were like literally infants into the water. And I'm really glad that I had that counterbalance because it's not healthy actually to be too protective. So, mm -hmm. and now I'm at that place where it's like, now they're their own like people. So I'm just like coming to terms with it and whatever, he'll be fine. He's a big boy. He will be fine on the plane. But like, just like making the reservation, I was just like, oh my God, is this happening right now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel you. Oh, I see Richie's also in the room. The soon to be dad. <laughs> How's it going, man? And Dolce Boy. Hey, how you doing? I see you there. Luca, you said you do water sports. Like, what's your favorite deporte extremo en agua? Um, well, I, I have not been trying too much. I have to dive into more, but I don't know how do you say how como se llama kayak eh, cuando vas. En, como en un botito y va en una baja de... Ah, de, como, como whitewater rafting. Yes. O sea, que, que sí, va como en un río. Exacto. Como en un río, algo así. Eso lo hice una vez y me pareció una locura. Me pareció increíble. Um, entonces sí, pero me falta, me falta mucho porque he vivido y he hecho por hacer y vivir que quiero. Y bueno, eso está en la lista de sueños que voy tachando poco a poco. Yeah, I did a whitewater rafting also one time in like West Virginia. And that was like wild, <laughs> for sure. 
So that was that's so cool. And so did, did I understand the history? Like you did. Um, no, I just forgot the name in English. Uh, <laughs> scuba diving. Yeah, that's what I meant. Scuba diving. Like my brain is like getting jumping between the two languages. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> sí, ese, yes, I did it one time, but algo, yo tengo algo como en los oídos, entonces no puedo hundirme mucho porque me duele. Yeah, and snorkeling could be fun, you know, and you just on the super, like the, the top, you don't have to go down. That's what I, I like to do. I'm not a fan of scuba diving personally, like it's a little too much for me. Um, but yes, snorkeling's fun. Yeah, one, one of my biggest dreams in these moments that I want to do is surf. I want to go to surf somewhere um, to, to learn to surf because, well, I, I also, I do a skate, no skate tricks or this, but I, I in Colombia, I, I move in, the, in my skateboard. I, I, I'm not used to much like um, public transport or, or taxi or Uber or something like this. I move like walking on and in my skate. So for me, like um, skate the water, it's like a crazy thing. So that's one of my first checklists that I want to do if I can this year in one vacations or, or something like that, go to surf. Man, you should come to where I live. <laughs> I'm close by the, by the water. There's like a lot of people that, that surf over here, man. So if you're ever interested, uh, you know, come by over uh, to, to in Florida and uh, you can hang out, man. Well, we'll love to do it, do it, bro. Seriously. Luco, eh, man, ha sido un placer tenerte aquí. It's been a pleasure having you as our guest today, getting to talk to you, to learn more about your story. Um, man, thank you so much for, uh, you know, for joining us and, and um, yeah, just vibing with us today, man. It's been such a pleasure. I, I'm really looking forward to the day we can uh, get to hang out also in real life. Uh, I think we got like a lot of, um, you know, common interests and things like that. And yeah, I just feel like we could, you know, totally vibe. And man, thank you again for, for being here. Oh, we do have a question for. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, go go ahead, bro. So I see you're on objects. So that's Tezos and Ethereum as well. Are there other chains? Are you looking at the Polygon too or not? Um, in this moment, I am not looking. I am working on um, some stuff because I I want to I want to uh, drop my photography on object. But maybe mm. in the future I I will see it. I am looking to, uh, on Solana too to do to do my my stuff over there but yes it's in my plans i uh, the most thing that i have in mind is that uh, we cannot have the same eggs in the same basket and we have to <laughs> diversificate uh, our stuff and our things so that's that's the way and, and literally when when i came to object uh, was super super nice because the community over there was incredible and was magic and and super supportive and a bunch of artists, bunch of great art, a um, bunch of people. So that was amazing. But yes, it's in my plans, of course. That's great. That's great. Because I know there's such a huge thriving art scene on Tezos, mostly because the Tezos Foundation actually does something for artists. It's just like, I wish artists like you had like more exposure on like other chains. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree with you. And thank you so much for that. Really appreciate that so much. Yeah, it's funny that I, I actually had never really explored the the whole Tezos uh, space, you know, but recently another artist, a Colombian artist I follow, Buitrago, um, he had shared something that he, uh, he had created on there. And uh, it was so beautiful. And like, 
you know, it had like this movement and sound and I'm like, all right, man, I gotta, I gotta get this piece. So I'm like, all right, let me, let me set up a Tezos wallet and let me go and, <laughs> and do this. So I went through like the process and, and I was like, oh man, this is, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, and like, and there's just, like you said, like so many, you know, artists there and a pretty, seems like a pretty thriving, you know, um, you know, just space. Like, I mean, the, you know, like I, I saw a lot, a lot of different type of artwork on there and, um, and also with it being kind of like lower cost too. Um, it seems like, yeah, like a really cool, you know, kind of, you know, chain and, and space to like branch out into. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I've now just recently started to kind of dive into that one, but kind of curious also about exploring some of the other ones and what's, uh, what's going on in those chains. Yeah. Um, I just, I just see here my, my friend, Charlie, bro, what's up, man? Um, so happy Charlie's, uh, a Latin artist too from Panama. I, I think so, bro. What's up, man? So happy to have you here. ¿Qué pasa, parce? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Cómo estás? ¿Todo bien? Sí, todo bien, todo bien. Uh, aparentemente he llegado tarde a, a la cita, entonces nada más quería subir para, para saludarte. Pero lo que te quería preguntar, Luco, era de qué es lo que te... Porque yo sé que haces arte de graffiti, ¿no? O sea, pintas con, con aerosoles, etc. Y haces otro tipo de diferente de arte. ¿Qué fue lo que te hizo o que te inspiró a hacer eso? Um, yes, well, I'm going to um, uh, respond in English. I think that living in, in Bogota inspires me a lot because Bogota is a city uh, full of graffiti, full, full of street art and graffiti. So, and the medium, I really love the scan, the spray can medium. It's a super versatile, um, like, tool of art of for paint so i feel just so connected with the, the the material and all this stuff and i i just love i just love when i see the colors in the street i just love when I see art in the street and that is why i think that i i feel so connected with that now uh, nowadays i am working on um because i want to spread out my art i want to paint the streets with my art with like uh, como yo pinto in in canvas pero quiero hacerlo ahora en calle like the street is my canvas i have been doing like graffiti and all this stuff but now i want to do like an expression in the streets like a burst of color and explosion there over there with with this so I, that's what i can say to you my friend yo loco tú sabes que tu arte es único acá en el sentido de que no hay muchos uh, graffiti painters que hacen nfts Así que eso es una, una, una un, ¿cómo te digo? Una advantage que tienes, uh, una ventaja, ¿no? Yeah, so, me encanta también que estemos hablando español, pero we also have, like, other people that, uh, I know Big Dan was saying, was sí, brought a comment, I, like, I, I, I got lost, I got lost. I can mix it up, I can mix it up, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. So, we're going mix it up, we're gonna mix it up real quick. Uh, Jennifer, I kind of, like, noticed the accent, but I couldn't actually grasp it. Where, like, I can was, say again? Dominican. Dominican. Holy crap. See, I, I was thinking this whole time that you were from Spain because I kind of like had the so you Spanish did, you're little not to it. My nanny, mi niñera, she was a Spaniard. So hablo un poco más, dique, quote unquote, correctly a little bit. Dying correctly, man. That's just another accent. This is like saying, 
uh, Americans doesn't speak, they, they don't speak proper English because they're not from the UK. You see what I mean? Like if they don't have the UK accent, so it's not proper English or whatever, it, it, it's, not, it's not true in my opinion. So, so, so I get you 100%. So I couldn't get it because I was like, she got like, she's like pronouncing the Zali, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. set type. I'm like, you're from Spain or what? I'm like, nah. I'm like, I have to figure it out. So, so yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Giancarlo, is de Colombia by any chance? Because I see the flag. Colombiano, sí, sí. Claro que Colombiano. como llevo muchos años viviendo, I've, I've many years living in Florida and um, in Miami, like, you know, it's like your accent kind of gets blended because you got, we got like Venezuelans, people from Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, you know, so like the accent got kind of a little bit like blended <laughs> with some of the other accents, you know, but yeah, I, I grew up in uh, in Colombia. So I, li- I lived in Cali for many years, but uh, I have family. Yeah, yeah. But I have family from Bogota, from Cúcuta, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up down there. Damn. And actually, I, I have family living in Panama too, actually, funny enough. so. <laughs> but you're not in Panama anymore, right? You're in, uh, did I say, in Chicago from your profile? Yeah, I live in Chicago, but I'm actually planning to go to Panama uh, later on in the year, man. I'm actually super excited to go there, man. I haven't been there in like freaking, what what year is this? 23? Man, 23. I've been there for like nine, like nine years, bro. I'm freaking Oof. like, I'm, I'm to getting yell. For me, it hasn't been that long, but I haven't been to Columbus since before the, the pandemic. It was like 2019, you know, so now I'm, I'm feeling the itch. I'm like, I got to go back. You know, I got to I got to see some of my family over there. You know, yeah. Not getting yeah. Gown, you know? <laughs> yeah. Man, forget, hey, forget friends, forget friends, forget family. I'm going there for the food, bro. Shit, oh, yeah. Trying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I'm going I feel to. you man I feel you food first and family later like hey, I'm going to food first. <laughs> you definitely got your priorities right Charlie <laughs> you gotta get them gotta get them right yo I mean especially you don't go there every day uh, you gotta you gotta take advantage of everything a hundred percent man a hundred percent yeah that, when I go to Colombia too man I'm I, I've already been thinking about like all the spots I'm gonna hit up to go eat so <laughs> the food is amazing and the and the juices and everything the fruit oh man yeah I can't wait <laughs> why are you mentioning all that man I'm actually getting depressed now damn anyway <laughs> so thank you Charlie for coming up and uh you know uh, you know, just vibing with us here. Appreciate you, man. I, I see we also got uh, Richie up here on the stage. How you doing, Richie? I'm doing good. I just heard Jenny say, like, hello, Comanía, and I was like, oh, hell no, I got to pull up. The Dominicans are here. I'm late. <laughs> you didn't expect that one, Fred. No, I did not it's expect big. that. <laughs> Jenny, but, hey, I've been listening in. I came in a little late. I'm just getting to work. It's, it's always great hearing you guys, and and giving some spotlight to people that deserve it. And Charlie, good to see you again, my man. You're, you're always putting down some heat and giving up some good feedback. So, hey, props to you, mate. Que lo que es, Richie. Hey, you know, hey, Richie, I didn't know you were Dominican, bro. Uh, so now the vibe, no, bro, for real now. Yo no soy dominicano, bro. I, I have a lot of friends who are Dominicans. And those, those are my people. I love them. And, and my boo, throw it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, where you from? This is Venezuela, man. You, you, you. Same thing, brother. Chamo. <laughs> El chamo. Yeah. Like, hey, mira, 
I'm going to tell you this right now, man, because I was like, don't found it when I found this, right? So Colombia, right? Like Gran Colombia, the great Colombia, mm -hmm. right? So, so growing up, so I knew Panama was part of Colombia, right? Because we actually have Independence Day from Colombia. So, but I didn't know the other two countries, right? Like Venezuela and Ecuador. And I was growing up, right? Like, you know, I watched soccer. I watched the World Cup and things like that growing up. And I see those flags. I'm like, why are these flags like similar, bro? Try saying. And then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, they were part of Colombia too. Well, no shit. That's why they changed they changed the star. They put the stars here. They put like a like a sort of seal in the middle. Seal on the, yeah, yeah. seal on the Ecuador flag. Yep. Right, right. That's why I was like, ah, that was, now I put one and one together. I guess we Panamanians, we want to be like totally independent. We just completely change the entire flag. I'm like, dude, you guys are petty, bro. <laughs> I was like, just keep it, just keep the same colors in school, bro. But anyway, so I just wanted to say that because now that he said it's from Venezuela, I'm like, hey, we're from the same, same family, baby. I just, we're like the last country in Central America, so we're kind of like weird. Like, we're like a little bit of Central, a little bit of South. It's kind of weird. But yeah, I just wanted to point that out now that you say that you're from Venezuela. Thing. I just wanted to add that recently, because I'm big into history and genealogy, I discovered that this is probably stuff that people know. I just didn't know. Like, that's very, like, scholarly level history and genetics. But I recently found out that the Native American people from Puerto Rico and DR didn't just land there. They came from the central part of South America. So, like, there's a direct tie to like our bloodline is South American. So that's, you know, it, it all makes sense why we all just vibe with each other. It's literally in our DNA. Like the Tainos are from the Amazon River Basin. And like, you look at even like the art, what we eat, what we say, and it's just like right there, you know, like in plain view. And, you know, unfortunately we've lost a lot of that, like real history and those connections, but Lo estamos reconectando, right? Because look at this room. Damn right. ¿Qué dijo el chamo? What happened, bro? I don't know if Richie's still there. Oh. <laughs> ah, I, was talking, I died. Sorry. But I was saying los platanitos. <laughs> the platanes. It don't matter how they're made. Platanos. <laughs> don't matter how they're made, but you'll find them in all of our cultures. Yeah, 100%. All right. I do got to wrap up the space now, but man, appreciate uh, everybody that also came up here to, to speak with us. Charlie, man, pleasure meeting you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming up here and uh, you know, vibing with us. Create, thank you for being here as well. Richie, it's always a pleasure. Um, thank you guys so much. Thank you for everyone that was here on the stage listening with us. Some of you that also maybe had to put up with the, the Spanish, not understanding what anybody was saying. So apologies for that. But I appreciate you guys staying in the space and, um, and joining us today. So um, and Luco, again, you know, man, big pleasure just having you here today as our guest, learning more about you, your art. I can't wait to see all the other awesome stuff you're gonna you're gonna do and put out there in the world. I look forward to to meeting you as well, and um, hope you can you and Jenny can vibe in uh, at NYC. And for everyone else here, man, thank you guys for being here. Have a great Friday and have a wonderful weekend. Um, well, um, Giancarlo, just want to say um, say goodbye to all. Thank you so much for tuning on and for being here in the space. I really really appreciate. Each one of you, it, it means a lot for me 
to be here and to to know that a bunch of people are interested to know me and who I am and my story and my art and what I do, what I do. Um, so big, big love. Thank you so much, Giancarlo, Jennifer, Create, Charlie, Richie, um, all the people up here that come came up. En verdad, muchas, muchas gracias. I feel so blessed today. I feel so grateful um, and so comfortable because I just feel in family. And that's all. That's all. So muchas, muchas gracias. Mucho amor para todos. Y we are going to be seen here, hang hanging out in the space and in the stuff. And hope Jenny see you soon and meet. Um, and well, let's go. <laughs>